Southern Vanguard Radio. This is DJ John Doe. And to the right of me is my man. Cappuccino. Eddie Meeks. What's up, homie? How are you, my friend? Oh, man. Sending a little, uh, putting a little blurb out on Facebook right now. I see that. Why, know, why is that? I'm, what are I, you doing? I said, well, I guess I'll be adding the perfect mix of iced tea and lemonade to my bourbon this I week. I know. I know, right? <laughs> Rest in peace to Arnold Palmer. I tell you what, Meeks. Uh, and Radio you, Raheem. And Radio Raheem. God and And, um, yeah, I mean, 2016, as you say, still ain't shit. Still ain't shit, man. Still ain't shit. Get this shit over with before I check out of this month. Don't say no, that. Don't say man, that. I'm don't just say saying, that. dude, it's going down. I know it is. It's a mass exodus out this month. I know it is. Which, in the grand scheme of things, really ain't that bad. <laughs> well, you know what? You certainly don't have to worry about a goddamn thing after that happens. Nah, it's all gravy. <laughs> Man, what's up with you, Dom? Uh, you know what? I am uh I'm happy it's Sunday mm-hmm. and that we're here right now. Uh I was talking with our friend Jay here. Jay Mr. J fifty seven's also in the house. Yes, sir. Yeah. Jay, hey, how are up? you, my friend? Good, good, chilling. Jay and I were just talking about how um we have uh, younger children that are on spring break. That's spring break. Yo, me. Not spring break. Fall, fall, fall break. break. <laughs> spring break. Out for, yo. <laughs> Might as well be. Uh, fall break. Fall, fall break. break. And um, how we're kind of dealing with that. Um, Dumb so, shit of them, man. Yeah. So, I'm sorry to hear that for both of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to be able to work. Um, at my job, You're and not. Um, but exactly, that, I think I just found the solution in your hand. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I believe it's called bourbon day drinking. <laughs> bourbon will will, is fine. will help you. <laughs> but uh, other than that, man, I'm I'm pretty good. Uh, okay. What did we do this? It's just hot as fuck, man. I need I need summer well, to be over with. I need this shit. That's to the be best done. shit I heard all week. Today is the last day that we will hit ninety. That's what I heard. But you know what? The weather forecast has been fucking with us because they've been saying that the past two weeks. I think they've been doing it just to like get us to come back to the app to check. What the forecast is going to be? <laughs> because I'm not shitting you. It's the forecast that we're about to that, that we're yeah. looking at right now. Yeah. We've had for the past two weeks, like on like Friday, Saturday, yeah, and then Sunday. About like right now, yeah. Why? I, why? Need, <laughs> I need for this to be the last goddamn. Day. I really do too. My electric bill. Oh is my god! So <laughs> stupid, man, bro. Who are you telling? I'm in a. I live in a house that was built in 1927. My my Man. my electric bill is fucked right Dude, now. Dude, I'm Shit. about to have to start pimping out my talents, <laughs> man. Beyond rap, too. I'm Wait. talking about some real, <laughs> some real gutter, some real prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> Anything bad, goes though. on this show. Anything man, goes. It's bad, man. But yeah, I hope this is the end of it, and we can start cooling off, man. Yeah. So I mean, other than that, just you know traditional weekend shit man no doubt so um no doubt. so yeah man jay how are you man thank you for coming by Dude, tonight thanks by the for way having me for yo real. i'm good guys yo thanks for having me for real and like on some real shit the guest tonight is a good friend of mine and that's right close collaborator for a bunch of years you know what i mean so yep. you know we go in the background little sound effects sound effect guy i guess that's without any up. further ado you absolutely know what I mean? that's it <laughs> yeah all right so without any further ado what's up, I, what's up guys g coop how are you my friend what's up Oh, I'm good, man. I'm out here in Oakland. It's hot out here too, man. It's like uh-huh. I just I just hit the taco truck a minute ago, and I looked at my <laughs> dashboard and 
They said 96 degrees. Damn. It was at 6 o'clock, almost 7 o'clock. So, That's oh, almost man, October, man. That's crazy. crazy. They win. They win. That's crazy. Yeah, y'all got I wish beat. I had that luxury of being able to say, oh, that's the end of it. But, you know, we don't have traditional weather patterns out here. So, right. nah, God, nah. we could have a day like this in the middle of December or some shit, man. Oh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yep. Now, Coop, you're not originally from Oakland, are you? No, sir. I grew up outside of Boston, a town called Natick. Um, I lived there until I was like... Uh, 22 23 years old I, yeah. i'm sorry i lived in the boston area till i was about 22 23 yeah boston okay. gotcha all right so what why the move out west was it so, work you or? know um basically it's like this i was uh i went to school at the berkeley college of music after i got out of high school in boston i met so many incredible musicians there uh one of the key collaborators that i would work with in that whole period was a dude named graham richards aka o-man Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, we just hit it off musically. He was one of the few people that really had my back musically come hell or high water always. And so after school, um, he kind of made his way back to, to Milpitas, California, where he was from, or San Jose, I think at that time is where he moved to. And I stuck around Boston for a little while, and I was out there, you know, kind of doing the music scene out in Boston. Um, and then, I don't know, I was just kind of running through the same circles and decided – you know, let me. First of all, I decided to go take a visit to California just to link up with Oh Man, just to see, you know, what it was like out there and what the, you know, what what the scene was. And I came out there, and at that time, you know, coming out of Berkeley, I was doing a lot of jazz. I was playing uh, guitar in a lot of jazz groups. I was studying jazz, and that was kind of my main focus at that time. And so um, I came out here. There was a nice little jazz scene: Berkeley, San Jose, um, mm-hmm. San Fran, and Oakland, and I, you know, just in the couple of weeks that I was out here, I played like a handful of gigs, made some money. I was like, damn, this is tight. I thought if I moved here, imagine what I could do. So, mm. I, so I did. I went back to Boston. I, I moved back in with my mom for a little while, save up some money. And then, um, okay, you know, once I got it together, I moved out here and it's kind of gotcha. been a wrap. <laughs> that was like 2002. So I've been out here. Oh. Uh, coming on 15, yeah, shit, 15 years, coming on 15 years. Now. Oh, you've been wow. out there for a minute then. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I finally got my California driver's license last year. <laughs> that sounds like you, Meeks. Oh yeah, you, you hold yeah. the record though. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving that up, man. <laughs> Meeks has been in Atlanta for how long now, Meeks? Since how long? Eighty nine. Been, been in eighty nine. <laughs> still has a license from Tennessee. Nice. Shelby, <laughs> Shelby you, County it's a, tags too. It's a, a buck the system kind of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm legal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it shouldn't really matter. My my license is good. My my tags are good. I'm I'm legal. It's not yeah. like I could be yeah. out here with nothing. That that address <laughs> right. that address does exist, right? Uh, that you you that that is technically your home. Yeah, right. I could so, be, but I could be out here with nothing. You you could be. Yep. <laughs> Running over people, leaving the scene of the crime and shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't get it, man. I, I guess it's hey, just. Hey, but you a, know what? Look, look. Once you get that uh, Georgia, you guys are in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once you get that Georgia license, then they're gonna hit you up for jury duty. Oh, I already. I, you know what? I I do have. Well, I used to have a, a state ID, and um, uh. when I got the state ID and when I registered to vote here, mm. they hit me. And I no. sat on jury duty, and it was the worst shit ever. It was for a rape <laughs> sodomy Ooh. case. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Ruthless. Yeah. 
Jesus. And uh, I tried everything I could. This is so far off topic. <laughs> I'm just saying, I tried everything I could to get out of it, but they were like, for some reason, they really wanted me on this case. I was damn. like, God damn. Fuck. That shit wow. was crazy. Yep. No bueno. Home invasion, rape, sodomy oh, case. Oh, Jesus, yeah. man. All right. Yeah. So. Hell of a week. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> sent that dude so, way up the river too. Yeah, good. Oh, did there? Good. good. Hell Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, so, so, so real, real quick, we we, we kind of skipped over a bunch of shit, including not really talking about what what it is that you do. These fucking guys over here, man, yeah, it so is off the, the chain. Coop. It is off the chain tonight. All right, so we need to start this shit. Over. We do need to start this shit over. Uh, so, so Coop, can you um rather than you know have me or Meeks or even Jay like botch it up? Can you let the listeners know what it is exactly that you do? Because I. I I mean, I guess you could say you're a producer. You also, um, you're a studio musician. Like, how do you, when, like, when you have to pitch what you do, what, what is that? Yeah, I mean, I guess I would say I'm a producer. I mean, you, you're not too far off. I'm a producer, studio musician. Um, I, I've been called a sample replay specialist. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a songwriter, you know. I was gonna say specialist, yeah, a specialist of some sorts. But now, now, Coop, yeah. you, you you've been, but you've been making uh, quite a bit of noise here, at least in my opinion, uh, especially over the, mine too. <laughs> yeah, especially in the past, what say six to twelve months, maybe. Yeah, yeah mean, no, it's been yeah. it's kind of been the biggest year I've I've had so far in oh, this yeah. music thing. Okay, I think there might be something in this for me, actually. You know, okay. okay. <laughs> right. That's right. Right. After fifteen years, I might, I might have to stick with this music thing. <laughs> Bars. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think when I first heard about this guy. And I think it was, I think, you know, Jay, when you and I were talking about it, I right. think I I knew or had heard about, yeah, you knew about him, when I brought him, him and yeah. Jake. Yep. Right, Jake yeah. won. Mm-hmm. And then yep. more recently, which was huge when I saw it, was the Khaled Jay-Z. I got the keys. I got the Khaled Jay-Z future <laughs> shit. Man. Wow, yeah, yeah, what yeah. a fucking placement! This so, dude, so good. so, uh, so Coop, I, I'd like to get a little bit more history for you, but for like for for maybe the young kids that are listening, or maybe people that are more kind of um, into that zone, uh, if you will, mm. can, can we can we talk a little bit about that uh, collaboration or that placement? What, sure, sure. I, I'd I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so I mean, you, I can just run it down to you from the start. Um, you know, okay, it all started actually a few years ago. Um, me and Jake won, who you, I hope everybody is familiar with because he's an amazing musician, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, uh, yeah. producer, genius guy, and better be great familiar with individual, this great human being. Hell yeah. Um, but, you know, it actually it started out when he, he dropped those uh, Snare Jordan drum kits. Uh huh. Okay. And, um, I was, he was just telling me about how, how this shit was off the chain. How it was like, you know, some, I think it, at that point it was already like the most successful drum kit that had ever been released or whatever. Wow. So really? he's telling me about this and I was like, I was like, man, why don't we should just release some sample kits. Like we should, because Frank Dukes had already like kind of set the landscape for that type of thing. Like he was doing the Kingsway library and right. stuff. And so, um, you know, we just, I always made samples anyways, just as part of my own 
production process is it's kind of a way for me to like be creative and not really be so focused on the end result on like ah, okay. the end like making a hip hop track or whatever right. kind of track you it's know just ideas so like, let me just make some music you know right, I mean? just right, some right. stuff that I'm feeling I can be more melodic I can be more experimental um and so so you know so we just decided to start these doing these sample kits and we did four of them we did um the twelve piece fifteen piece. We did then we did dramatically yours one and then we did dramatically yours two. Hmm. So um, the first and, and you know we sold these online, but our ultimate goal was like, man, what if if this pops off and somebody gets a placement in one of these things? That was kind of the dream, you know. So the first one that I, I, one day I just get a call from Drake. He's like, I'm sorry, from from Jake. He's like, um, yo, uh, we're on this new future album, and I'm like, what? Like he like. It was just kind of like out of the blue, like, and that's how we ended up crazy doing the um, the Percocet and stripper joint off of DS two. Oh, and, you did um, that joint yeah, too? So he was like, "Yo, this kid Southside, he's really dope. He, you know, he he loves our oh. stuff." And so he's the one that made that beat from the sample. And oh. um, then later on down the line, we did uh, dramatically yours too, and one of the samples on there was the one that got used in. Uh, I got the keys. So same thing it was just like, yo, um, DJ Khaled was going to use one of the samples on this song. And it was just the room. I mean, I heard about the song for a while and it was like, Southside did this interview with DJ who kid. And he, you know, dropped the collaborate. He like, you know, said that he had this collaboration coming with DJ Khaled, Jay Z and future. And that he, um, Use it. He, he co-produced it with Jake One and G Coop, and so okay. So then uh, this this story got picked up by every mainstream news blog or what music blog that was out there. As far as just that, the fact that there was a collaboration coming between Future, Southside, uh, Khaled, Jay Z, Coop, and Jake One. So it's like so- I, I, I kid you not. Like every website billboard fader they all were like they all plugged this story at this point the song didn't even have a name yet (laughs) it was just like it was just like this story like and i get and it was probably like you know the most my name had got mentioned thus far that's crazy in in the press and everything so it was like okay i just again like i i hadn't heard the song i knew he had a um actually when jake told me about the situation he had the beat and he sent me the beat and the, and I was like, Oh, this is dope. I could hear that it was something that was going to be a big rap song. It was like, you know, just right. the type of beat that made motherfuckers want to rap, you know? So right. Right. I, I knew it was going to be hot. Um, that being said, I didn't even hear the song until DJ Khaled premiered the video at the BET awards. I oh think. shit. Really so, crazy. Yeah. So he premiered the shit right after the BET awards earlier this year. Yeah. And then that was the first time I actually got to hear the song. And, and it, I think it went on sale that night as like the pre-order of his album, Major Key. Mm. So, yeah, so then the song came out and it took off and, and the rest is, you know, history, I guess, so they say, you know. So so how does that work? So that that was on that was on a, um, call it sample library uh, or whatever that you, that you put out, right? So do you then have to pull that down or off? Like, can we you... did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, we did. Okay. Um, it was out there, and this is probably only about two weeks after the the library had been released. 
So wow. um, we just pulled it not because we had to, just because we wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Let's yeah. just not right. jeopardize smart. this situation yeah. in any way. That's smart. Interesting. Because you know that yeah, happened with we, um that happened with remember Meeks that happened with drugs and the shit that got on with drugs beats the shit that got placed on what, Compton Andre yeah yeah, yeah uh, I didn't know that drug shit you know one of the joints that we uh, one of the joints that we played as an instrumental uh-huh. like the talk over like early on in the podcast yeah. that was one of the joints that got picked up that was the joint yeah, that they got had to picked take up. it off of SoundCloud and all that they shit. they had to take it off SoundCloud the and they, yeah the vinyl yeah. and everything oh yeah. that's crazy yeah the same shit wow. yeah. yeah they had to lock it so all you down had the whole, you had the whole beat. What's that? No, we well, we we were just using it on the radio show, but but yeah. there were there was there was a big stink about it. Like um, you know, after after it got placed, they had to pull it down off SoundCloud, and hash, house shoes had to pull the vinyl. Two different, and, and the beats are so different. Like the you, right, you right. have the OG one. What's that? You have the OG, yeah. I have that yeah. shit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy. It sounds like night and day. But yeah, like, no, you know what it's I mean? crazy. But, but they yeah. had to take it all down. So and was shit. was it just a sample, or was it the actual the, beat? The beat Dre like went and fucking. F- Made it like a two point three point oh, like it's so different from the original. Okay, he drained it out. He drained it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it almost sounds like a different beat. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 And it's what crazy. song was that? I forgot. Uh, <laughs> you said it was on the Compton joint. Yeah, it's one of the joints. The Mar- Marsha Ambrosius is yes, on it. That's right. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Great beat. Great yeah, joint. Yeah, it's okay. a great joint. Yeah. Um, Both so the yeah. original and the new are dope. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. But they yeah. took it all. Like you're saying, they took it all down and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Hey. That's crazy. So uh, I just uh, so is that so when you guys did the sample library, uh, Coop, it, what, what, that that was the ultimate goal, kind of from the beginning, is to like get a placement or what's well, the? We talked about it, you know what I mean? Okay. It was like it was like yeah, this is cool, and you know we were making money along the way, just selling kits and stuff. But it was like, what if this stuff gets placed? You know, that would be kind of cool, and that that was definitely like a a what if type of scenario that we were like, man, that would be really dope because it's like you know it, it's it's bringing it all back around it's like we're still sitting on our asses but this music that we made is taking on a new life right and, you right, know, right. A, a new reincarnation so to speak so, so that uh, was just a cool idea to think mm-hmm. about that as a possibility for just a, a different you know there's like a new model for like making music right now with this this concept and right. we're kind of on the forefront of yeah. of this landscape of just you know people are making sep- the, the industry doesn't even really know how to deal with it yet it's true, but, right? Um, it's true. Yeah, you know, I feel, I feel, I definitely feel privileged to be, you know, one of a handful of people that I think people look to and um, respect as a sound designer in a way that they want to use our sounds and stuff. You right, know? right. It's definitely a blessing. Yeah. So, Coop, I, so Coop, how quick was that phone lighting up after that? Uh, after they started doing oh, promo, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. I mean, definitely like was getting calls from people I hadn't heard from in a while and I'm sure congratulations and all this. It was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was super exciting. And I'm still just like, I still trip out about some of the things that happened with that. It's like Beyonce did a remix of it or some shit. I feel like that's, that's so crazy. I've wow. seen her doing it in her, like, like if you go to sit Beyonce in her live show, she goes, I got the key. That's insane. Oh, oh, shit. Shit. That's then insane. it was like, okay, designer wow. there's like a live video of designer doing i got the keys in his live set Damn. super ironic and random but still just a trip yeah that is crazy like, um and then it's like every like so many artists have done and they're still dropping freestyle i saw two yes you know, like, like one oh, or two yeah. of them yesterday yeah. on like two dope boys <laughs> yeah. so you know they keep going yeah. you know the first yeah. um the first i heard of um you know the whole um, sample free thing and replaying stuff and actually making your own samples. Um, 
DJ Khalil was kind of um, yeah, doing yeah, something yeah. like that a few years back. Right, and, yeah. and and it's just like you said, the industry doesn't really know what to do with that. Um, and Coop, I was gonna I was gonna label you as a specialist, just reading up and getting ready for the show tonight. It's like this dude specializes in what he does. I wanted to know if if you guys have been able to crunch the numbers and do the math on what you're actually saving these artists um, by providing them with this type of stuff uh, or specializing in doing this type of work. Have, can, yeah, no are there doubt. concrete numbers out there, or is it just is well, it just the thing that about new? That is that when you when you use a sample and you go to clear it, there's what's called a sample clearance fee, and it's really up to the discretion of the writers and the publishers of what that is. Mm-hmm. So they could kind of really charge you anything, right? They, there's I mean, it's just up to you whether you're going to accept, if, whether you're going to then pay it and use the sample or not. Okay. So, I mean, it's really no ceiling for it, I think. But, to, you know, long story short, a lot. You know what I mean? Okay. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's substantial, yeah. man. Yeah. Got to be. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, it, and, and I don't, and that's the thing I'm saying. They don't even understand it yet, like how much we're really saving them. Right. It's like, I've, I've been in situations where people have been grumbling about the, whatever the fee. And it's like, are you kidding? Yeah. Right. You, you use this sample. <laughs> no first of all, you're not going to own your publishing. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to, they're going to take whatever they fucking want for the sample clearance fee. Yep. Um, so it's, you know, it's just not a really viable situation to, to sample. So Coop is um, the process and procedure for licensing something like what happened with, the Khaled record exactly the same as when you sample a record or is it different? Like from a business perspective? Well, that's the thing. And that's what this new model is all about is it's not so much that like we're trying to create this situation where the artists can partner with us and do it. So it's not really like they have to go through that same channel where, I mean, and, and, and to me in the ultimate, like best case scenario situation for a lot of this stuff, like we'll do it as a co-production with whoever sampled it, and then it's not a you know then they're not even acknowledging the master recording. Like like oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I so, got so. the keys is a little bit different because that was part of a sample library that was a, kind of in existence. But I do a lot of stuff where I you know like whereas producers used to just shop beats to artists, I shop samples to producers. Right, I know that for a fact. So, yeah, <laughs> but you, yeah, you have so a customer like right here. Jay, we, we, we've <laughs> done something. We've you done know? so much work. So yeah. It's like we um, basically, if somebody decides they want to use it, then we just decide what the splits are in the song from there. It's not like it. We're not acknowledging it. The sample as a as a um, as a, a different master in most cases. I still haven't quite worked that out yet. Like, okay. th- it would be interesting to see how we can have a situation where. You know, okay, they um, there's a a sample, and you're just acknowledging this as a use of that sample, and then I still get to keep the sample and maybe do something else with it. Like I just right. did one with um with Metro Boomin and Southside for this kid Twenty One Savage, and you know they just they pretty they did some stuff to the sample, but for the most part, like kind of kept it in there as a loop. Or I mean, there's there's difference. They used most of the sample actually. But the point is that, like, the song that they did is pretty much the embodiment of the sample anyway. So it's, it would be difficult okay. to say, like, to use that sample for something else and then have it not sound like the, the song gotcha. that they did. Right, gotcha. right, right, right. So there are there are instances where 
you've created a sample and it it can be used multiple times, just depending on how whoever gets a hold of it first, how they use it. Yeah, and especially gotcha. if they don't use the whole thing, and if like yeah. the sample has multiple sections, and you know what I mean. Okay. I can't believe this hasn't been figured out or tapped or anything. It's so I, new. I'm, I'm so I, I'm so confused it's by just, this because so then I'm just like, do you? So then, Coop, do you do you register like all of these uh, fragments and pieces and parts of music that you're creating? Well, it sounds like there's songs that you're creating. Actually, is that is that what it is, Coop? I mean, Jay, what would you say? Because you've heard a lot of the stuff. What, how yeah. would you describe it? I mean, honestly, in my opinion, and like this is me, like you know, I look up to Coop with this, especially in this realm, and as as a musician all around, but in this realm, especially now that I'm putting out my sound design, you know, yeah, that's right, shit, yeah. my sound packs. So it's like, with me, shit, I get tagged and kids making beats out of my shit all the time. They're like, yo, come cop this beat or whatever. And I'm like, well, I can't get mad at them. They cop the sound kit. So that's a different right. ball game for that. And then right. if they want to say that somebody lands something, there are a couple of kids who've been posting their videos that I don't even know them at all. Like, I didn't send it to them or nothing. And they're like, I've no, I know who they are kind of thing. So I could, oh. end, I could potentially land Yo, something. Congrats, maybe. Man. Well, thank you. You know what I mean? I hope I land something like you guys, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean like I might. And then if I do, it would definitely be the same exact thing that they did where okay. I didn't register this shit with like ASCAP or anything. Right, right, right. Nothing's right. at, you know, nothing's registered. Nothing's copywritten, trademarked. No, you know what I'm saying? There's no like okay. anything legal binding. There's only, uh, I mean, really, there's only good business or bad business. It matters how you want to handle it as the producer. Mm-hmm. So say, right. all right, say, say I didn't know Coop and I bought one of those sound kits or whatever, and I land a beat on the next Jay-Z album sampling him and Jake shit. You know what I mean? Right. I would actually have to somehow contact them without knowing them. I'd have to contact them and do it right. That's how I would handle it if I didn't actually know right. them. Right. I would just try to make well, it right. Well, that's the thing, too. You know like I mean? With our, with our right. kits that we've released commercially, we, what we say is that you're guaranteed master clearance. So that what that is essentially doing is saving you the sample clearance fee that I was describing, mm-hmm. right. but it doesn't clear the publishing, which is the actual composition oh. of the song. Just to make it, yeah, that's what I mean by make it right. Like make it like, how are we all gonna win? Like what what's good oh. with me and Jake? Like so I don't fuck you guys over and you don't hate me for right. this. Like right. let, let's be on now, the same again, team. Kind like of that's shit. for the that's stuff that we've released commercially. For the other stuff, that, I mean, I have this the, the sample libraries that I do that I kind of just circulate among the producers that are like my friends and that I think I want to work with and stuff like that's a totally different situation. Sure. You know, that's more sure. that, that I, I still reserve all of the rights to that material. Yeah. Mm, which is another right. example. Me and Coop, I have, I can't even count how many of these sound banks I have of his that aren't out there to the public kind of thing. Right. And I've made a ton of beats out of that shit. He and I have shopped them to some of the biggest rappers on the planet and we may land some of that shit. And right. it's like, okay, I yeah. orchestrated the beat quote unquote with arrangement, my drums, whatever added stuff, maybe. But uh, this man is the fucking co-producer. There would not have been a beat without his sounds. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, 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 So I'm like, me and him are and, just and, eye to eye. Let's and go. We spin, you know? Then we split yeah. it. You know what I mean? 50, 50, and, and honestly, that's pretty generous, I think. Oh, I think Absolutely. That, I think so, too. As, a, as the producer that samples you, I'm like, shit, let's fucking rock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's was, a great deal. If it was deal. an actual record or something that you just bought, like, or you know, sampled from that, they would, you would they not get that. They would have raped, they would have raped everything, man. They oh, would have yeah. been like, we want the publishing. Right. We want fucking this. We want that. They we would be with their full money. rights. Yeah. Yeah. Or they make, they may say no to you clearing it. If they don't fuck with hip hop, right. let's be real. Right. Yeah. Thing that right, happens. Right. Just shut you down. They yeah. can shut you the fuck down. So all the way. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So there's different for me. My shit is a little yeah. different because I know Coop, but if I didn't know him, I would just go try to, you know, do it right. And like how I was saying, some kids were sampling me. Like they definitely are gonna need to approach me if they right. land a big record. If not, keep it moving. We're all good. 
But uh, yeah, the shit that I'm doing with Coop, like on some like homie collaborative shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're talking about me and him. We're gonna fucking right. Do we're gonna win together, kind of shit. Let's go. Right, sure. <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. I mean? But let me ask you this: the stuff that you have that's that hasn't been, you know, available to the public are are they are they full fully arranged songs? Is it sounds? Is it so the way I, that I do it? Yeah. Is uh-huh. like I'll start it. But I mean, I've actually kind of been experimenting with the format quite a bit as of late, like in the last few months, because I just decided like after I got the keys and a couple other situations, I was like, man, I just really want to dedicate a lot of time and effort into like making a ton more of these. And, right. you know, yeah. like I, the, clearly this is something that has a, has legs. So mm-hmm. let me let me get on this. Um and that being said, so uh, there's a number of different ways that I'll do it. Probably the most common way is that I'll start and I'll almost like start like, okay, if this is the hook of a song, it needs to have all the parts that would be in the hook of the song. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to start muting sections. Mm-hmm. And tempest can be up to five minutes long because what I'll do is I'll present like the main part of it, but then I'll kind of almost give every possibility of it. Like I'll give every incarnation of the different instruments to that. Mm-hmm. Let's say you wanted to have this part without the guitar. That's probably going to be in there. If you wanted to have it without the bass, it's probably going to be like later in the track, like that same part, but without the bass. Right. So I try to like have every possibility for the sound so that it's, you know, th- these are the ones that, um, you know, like I'm just kind of in the private collection or whatever, but it's, you know, the, the idea is to like really give the producers, the co-producers that I'm working with the opportunity to do it however, you know, they were hoping to do it. So it's not um, just um it's not just stems, it's actually uh, like arrangement ideas as well. Cuz you could just say Yeah, and it's not it's right. not stems cuz the the um I've never been asked actually for for stems. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ironically. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> No, yeah, this, with the samples, everybody always just uses the two track. But you know that's how they treat samples. So true, yes, right. so it thing. makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so real, real quick, so for someone needs to explain stems. Jay, you want to explain what stems are? Okay, so when I make we, a we have a listener that uh, we have a listener that may not know what a no, stem is. No, you're right because people ask me this and anytime. I'm, I'm ever thinking say. about some different stems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we get okay? Magic get City. You talking about Magic City? Or not? <laughs> Yo, nah. so all right. For example, I make a beat. <laughs> I make oh okay the, green, the greenery yeah I make a beat when I make a beat every sound is uh is on all right I don't want to be too too technical no, but no, this, every this sound is, the, is, is a stem is its yeah. own stem if you will so the hi hat will be bounced as a separate soloed out stem which would be say the beat is three minutes in time you know length pause you listen to it it would just be the hi hat for you hear for three minutes then you hear the kick for fucking three minutes then you hear the snare you know what I'm saying then you hear the bait da 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 goes on and on and on but that's what it sounds like those little beatbox things I did right. so you understand that's what each individual stem sounds like for a beat but what Coop is doing without most of the time without drums this man's doing some fucking huge sounding shit he's bringing in like fucking choirs and shit like that he's bringing right. in fucking everything you know what yeah. I mean and I so, think that kind of answers your that. question John uh, as to why more people hadn't figured this stuff out I think it's right. I think it's hard work man Coop is it is it hard it's probably not hard yeah, for you well, but it's kind of fun actually because yeah. it's it's my favorite part of making music it's like just dealing with the creative side of it just creating creating the soundscapes and the textures mm-hmm. but I don't have to think about the song so I right. mean is it hard yeah. work Look, it's hard work to have got to where I'm at, to have had these 37 years of experience making music and 
learning right. music theory and learning about instrumentation and mm-hmm. learning about sound design and synthesizers and you know what I mean and just different textures and stuff mm-hmm. that was the hard work you know um, but for me like making the samples is, is super fun I mean it's not I don't consider it hard work because the, I, but I consider have myself having worked hard to get here yes. exactly well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely and, and that, that is why said, it's like yeah. look I'm, I mean I'm <laughs> I'm basically, I'm essentially being a one man band. Yeah. So yeah. not everybody could do that. Exactly. That's why I was getting ready to say that's true. why you don't true. hear about more and more people doing that type yep. of shit. Very yep. true. Yep. That's crazy. I'm, I'm, it's my, so new. My man. brain is melting it. right now. Oh, I, I haven't, I haven't crazy, really thought man. about it. Like, I know we've talked about it yeah, a little yeah. bit, but I just, I haven't really, uh, really thought that no one's really done it like this before. Yo, well, you know, and then you you game. go back, yeah. you go back earlier to when we were talking about, you know, drugs and everything and how the track got drayed out. Right. That's his kind of, that's Dre's MO for the most part. That's literally his own version of that. You're, yeah. yeah. Like he, he gets the stems from, from drugs mm-hmm. and then he goes, he swaps right, exactly. out the snare maybe yeah. or adds shit and then yeah. adds a billion synths on top and right. it just sounds like a, right. you know. But I remember sure, her, hearing uh, early stories about how Dre works is he might have the actual sample laid in there but by the time he's done with it, it's like he just pulled that out Yeah, and it's all Dre. It's just so, he just layers it with yeah. stuff that yeah. might you know, I, I mean, I've done that too before. Cause I mean, <clears throat> essentially, that's kind of what I have to do when people hire me to do a sample replay. It's like mm-hmm. I have to replace all the parts of the sample so that I can drop the sample out. Right. Yep. So, 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 how did you get into that? This kind of particular work, like, is is this what you were? I can't imagine this is what you were necessarily studying, so to speak, at Berkeley. Or, or, no, or no. I mean, I didn't okay. study production or anything like that. I just was really studying music and music theory, jazz guitar. I studied world percussion. Um, I just was really enriching my musical education as a musician, trying to become the best musician that I could be. Okay. But what happened was, like I was telling you, I moved out to California and I was doing the jazz thing for a long time. But I started to feel like, like as much as I love jazz, jazz didn't love me. <laughs> like it just, um, I don't know. It wasn't. It, it wasn't like a lucrative path. It wasn't. Um, I know that feel. Path that like gave me a lot of uh, that that helped me touch touch with people that were like my age and mm-hmm. you know had come up in the same path as me, maybe necessarily. So it's like then on top of that, I'm in a situation where I write a song and I have to call musicians to come in and play to even hear my own song that I wrote because I was just writing stuff on music staff like I was literally like writing manuscript paper like I would write all the parts out mm. write the write the, the melody write the bass line write the chords and, and just with the pencil and paper Man. so you know um, I would have to rely on a lot of musicians to come in and, and work on my stuff and so I was like, man, there's got to be a better way, you know. So I, 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 around that time, it was it wasn't until after I got out of school, I had moved to California, that I got my first computer. I didn't even have a computer until I was like 23. Damn. So wow. um, <laughs> I was just like, okay. Actually, it's funny because old man was like, I moved out here to play music with him essentially, and just to be around the scene and stuff. But he was already like deep into Reason and Pro Tools and stuff. So I was like, man, I, I just, it, I, I don't, I don't, I wasn't like jealous, but I would go over there and show up and he would be like, check out this album I just made. <laughs> like, how, did, how did you just do that? With like, 
I ain't seen you in a week, and now you've got like 60 minutes of music that you made, and you did all the parts yourself. Damn, it's crazy. That's so a monster. I was like, I'm, on, I'm on that. I'm doing that. So I got a computer. I got, I got Reason. I got Pro Tools. That's Those dope. were kind of my main like workhorses for a long time. And so I just kind of learned how to record my own stuff and how to produce myself, how to engineer for my own stuff. And um, it just took off from there. And then as far as like... I mean, I, I think initially when I got into it, I was a little bit more ambiguous with the style of music I was trying to make. It was really this mishmash of all the stuff that I had listened to and absorbed because I have a very deep music background as far as like the stuff that I listened to growing up. Everything from rock to jazz, classical, avant-garde, um, no, rap, why, why is that? electronic. Like, 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 what, 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 who are you influenced by early on? Like your mom and dad or sister or brother or something get you into all these different types of music? Or My folks had a, a, a extensive record collection. Okay. They weren't musicians, but they were definitely into music. My dad especially had a really extensive collection. My earliest memories of music is the Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band okay. vinyl LP. Okay. I remember, like, I, before I could even maybe tell you fucking where I was or who I was, I remember that this Beatles record, it starts off with a song, and then it end, then it's like 45 minutes long, and then the song comes back. Right. Because they right, had the right. Sgt. Pepper reprise. That's the one right. that the DC boys used to break from and all that. Right. And I was like, wait. This is one long ass song. I just didn't understand that. But that's one of my earliest musical memories. That's that dope. record, and and if you ask my mother, she will tell you that my first words was doobies, 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 and I wasn't trying to get her to nice. smoke me out. Nice. But I loved the Doobie Brothers. We had that record taken into the street, and nice. I just listened to that over and over again. Wow. I like this dude, man. Right. <laughs> I'm glad to be here right Sorry, now. This yeah. is dope. Coops the man, yo. Uh, so, 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 so you had... So yeah, so yeah. like, okay, so, me, you know, that's kind of like my earliest, earliest, and then I feel like, okay, my first instrument really... In the fourth grade, they tried to stick me with the flute. It didn't stick. I wanted to play guitar the whole time. Finally, I got the guitar. Okay. Eddie Van Halen. Um, oh, yeah. Bruce Springsteen. These become some of my first earliest guitar influences just like that i remember sitting in front of the tv where i had a yardstick and i had a string attached to it and that was my air guitar wow. gotcha. and uh <laughs> and I, we had this, i just remember we had this uh video tape of van halen live from rhode island or connecticut or something and i used to just watch that over and over again but um anyway so that so like you know Rock music is definitely an early influence, and as I got older, I got really deep into rap, and um, still also, like, more rock stuff. Like, I was definitely into the jam band thing very deep when I was younger. Um, I used to follow the Black Crows around the Northeast. Oh, really? Okay. That was, like, my favorite band when I was a kid. Okay. Um, And then, um, you know, I got into Grateful Dead, and... I love Pink Floyd and I mean shit all the classic rock shit the typical classic rock shit that you might think of and then I think the probably the first rap stuff I ever listened to was like Public Enemy um, and then I, there was a lot of metal I did a big metal phase I had long hair I did all, I, oh, I mean shit. especially as I got deeper into guitar Metallica Pantera Megadeth oh man there you go and That's then awesome. um, I remember it was like a flick of a switch 
when the chronic dropped, it went from long hair to backwards hats, big ass pants. <laughs> Philly blunt. <laughs> oh my God! I think that uh, that 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 way pretty much swept across uh, the entire United yeah. States, man. man. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's Shit, crazy. Either. I mean, it went was, from there. That was but nice again, you know, like after ball. after high school, yeah, right? it was just like, okay, well, what am I going to do? I just didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to do any more school. <laughs> yeah. But okay, Berkeley College but Music. Y'all, y'all let me go here, and the place was actually really cool and. Oh yeah. yeah. Allowed me to focus on I, I knew I, I didn't know that I was gonna do music for my life, but I knew it was the only thing that I knew how to do and felt comfortable and natural at. So Berkeley was cool because it influenced it, it uh introduced me to a ton of amazing musicians. Like Yeah, absolutely. Just from like the guys that were in my class so you wouldn't you wouldn't even believe. Like I went to school uh, I mean, one of my good homies during school was Edon, the rapper. Oh yeah. Um wow. yeah. Um but then, like, also in our class, John Mayer. Oh, shit. Gangnam Style. No way. His name? Um, no way. Psy? I can't remember his name. Yeah. Psy, yep. Yeah. What? Um, what? This, <laughs> yep, he was in our class. Um, so random. Saint I love Vincent it. Vincent was in our class. Who? St. Vincent. Oh, St. Like Vincent. Girl, uh, yeah. She's super dope. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. wow. Damn, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's hey, a class. Hey, Coop, what about those guys? And uh man, I'm I'm really gonna fuck this up. But there was a there was a hip hop band from shit, I even think from the Bay Area that were Berkeley uh the name of the Crown Mi- City Rockers. There you go, Mission, right? Mission and Crown City Mission. Rockers. They were first to Mission. Good good friends of mine. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, those guys so that was same era, right? Same era, yeah. Okay. Literally exact same time. Okay, okay, gotcha. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't even have to ask about that because that was one of the questions I had. Like, you know, Berkeley turns out some some top tier yeah. people. Um, we know somebody, Lyric Jones, comes out. Oh, of she Berkeley. was Berkeley. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Might have been around the same. No, nah, another person no. that um, that old man used to live with was this guy named D'Anthony Parks. I don't know if you know who he is, but he um, he was part of the Mars Volta. Oh, that's dope. Incredible. Wow. Session musician, like one of the greatest drummers ever. That's what's up. That's crazy. So is Man. so is every so so is it like that at Berkeley all the time? Like if you like every year, every <laughs> year or every four years or like or are there like the golden years or the good years or like remarkable years? I would like, guess that it probably is. I don't know for sure because I don't know okay. when I was there, but okay. I would I would have to say yes. Okay, because <laughs> I've met a lot of people. That have, I mean, that's a lot because I've met a lot of people. Since, the one thing about Berkeley is that when you meet somebody from Berkeley, there's almost a shorthand of like understanding music in a deeper way than you would with anybody else that hadn't had that experience. Right now, now it's like boot camp for music, like no joke. Right, it's that intense too. Now, now it is it, it's not it, very easy to get into Berkeley, is it? Cool. No. Um, when I went to school at Berkeley, you didn't even have to audition. You just had to be able to pay for it. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. But this is the thing. Once you get there, then you're placed. Ah. Uh, so, like, you know, you're placed by level. Ah, uh, okay. I don't, I don't think it's like that anymore. I think you have to audition now. Okay. I mean, I've known people that couldn't, that for some reason didn't get in. Like, honestly, I, I can't think of any reason why I would have got in other than the fact that I was able to pay for it. Because I was gotcha. not okay. incredibly, like, talented. I mean, I, I had a, the seed of what I can do now, but I wasn't, like, refined or gotcha. on my shit at all. Classically at trained or nothing like that. 
No. Well, I mean, I, I had studied, but I, I couldn't like sight read very well. Like I couldn't, if you put a piece of music in front of me, I would be, um, um, you know, like <laughs> it took me a while. Okay. <laughs> like, I wasn't really like super fast with it. Right. Gotcha. Oh, you know who I just learned went to Berkeley? Eric Andre. No shit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. He was there man. right after us too. Not like you know, just a couple years after us. That's wild. So have, have you gone back to do any uh, lectures or talks or anything like that at Berkeley yet? Or one time I got to, so this was a pretty cool thing. Berkeley College of Music gave George Clinton an honorary doctorate, and he brought me with him. Woo. Oh shit! Oh, you just laid up what like one of our next questions was going to be. So go 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 ahead. <laughs> no, it was cool. I mean, I had just started working with him. I had been working with him for maybe a year or two. Okay. We were making a lot of music together. Um, I've been producing stuff for some of the, like, spinoffs from Parliament Funkadelic. Like, his grandkids have a group called the Candy Apple Red. And his son is an extremely talented artist named Trey Lude. And so I've been working with a lot of these cats. And when I saw that he was going there, I was just, I hit them up. I was like, yo. I'm from, I went to school there. You got to bring me with you. <laughs> and it, it so happened that they like kind of needed my help with some stuff. So they, they were like, yeah, well, totally cool. So I, it was, it was an incredible experience. Like That's I got dumb. to go there. George, take me with you so I can stun on these hoes back on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you like, George, you got to take me with you so I can stunt. Okay. <laughs> that was it, man. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, believe it. Believe it. What a way to go <laughs> back. Hell it, yeah. it, it, one of the first That's trips dope. I took back to my alma mater. Oh my god. And I rolled in with George Clinton. Oh my god. You're a G for that one. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was really cool. That's Dang. dope. That's dope, man. Awesome. So so how'd you meet George? How'd you get roped into that? So um I used to do, I still do production with this cat, uh, Prozac Turner and Mark Stretch from the oh, group Foreign yeah. Legion. They yeah, had a group, yeah. Foreign Legion, Bay Area hip hop group. Yeah. <laughs> and um, one day I just got a call from this guy, and he was like, yo, Prozac Turner told me that you did the instrumentation on his record. And there's this guy named Chuck, Chuck Fishman, Chuck DeFunk. And um, he, so I started kind of producing some music with him. He had this little group called Funk Squish. It's like this experimental funk thing where he was doing a lot of... I mean, at that time, he had just been amassing a ton of sessions of incredible music that he had recorded with all these incredible funk musicians over the years and various parliament cats and stuff like that. So he would kind of bring it to me almost as like raw materials. and Like, yo, help me make some sense out of this. We would kind of do some arranging of the stuff and kind of bring it to a new format. And then I knew he was tied with George. He he basically, like, uh, he used to travel around when they were on tour with George's son. He would, like, follow them around with George's son, and they would kick it. And, you know, he got up on stage and did his little, you know. When you're with them, you kind of have your little bit that you do sure. on stage, and then, you know, that might be what you do, and that's it. Right. But, you know, he so he, he was, when he was a kid, he was kind of traveling around with them and stuff. And, um... Now he still does a lot of their media stuff and like kind of admin type shit, but um, and he's deeply involved with their their movement and stuff. But so he, I just knew he was tied with George, and I think it was like a couple times before we finally got to link up that he was like, like I remember one time he called me, I'm with George and blah blah, and I was like, I was in Massachusetts at that time. I was like, oh, 
But um, then finally, one day, he just hit me up. He's like, yo, George, I'm with George. He wants the studio to come to the kind of... They were very vague about it. It was like, he just wants to come listen to some things. So they showed... That I was like, of course. Come on, come on, dude. I want to meet this legend. I mean, actually, I had met him <laughs> right. one time before that. I had met him at a show, and he, okay. he, he was kind of a fan of some of the work that I was doing with Chuck and stuff. So the first time meeting him, he was like... Oh, this is G Coop. We played you his stuff earlier. And so was like, oh, some nice stuff. Whoa. I was good for months oh, after shit. that, man. I was just like, that was like, wow. That was amazing. Just to have him say that to me. That's yeah. what's up. I'm not going to wash my so hand for three months. He, he hit me up one day and he's like, <laughs> yeah, we want to um, bring George through. So he came through and he's just like, the first thing he did, he gives me a hard drive and he's like, open up some of these sessions. I open it up. It's like classic P Funk sessions and pro tools like from the 70s and shit wow it's like go ahead make a beat hold on i'm like what hold on hold on shit so wait wait, (laughs) these are the 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 actual sessions from the 70s the actual sessions from the 70s oh my god so i'm sitting here i'm like and it was at that moment it was like um, the pro tools the brides of funkenstein and the horny horns those were some of the records that he was giving me the sessions to he's just like go ahead and play with play with it so like within, I mean within ten minutes I had made a beat from like the first one that he played me. I was like, this is inc-. I mean that was like, that was destiny right there, you know. Wow. wow. So, I, so I, I think for that first week that I met him, we did about three or four different sessions, and we had um, by by the time the week was over, we had like five or six songs that we had done. Wow. We did um, <laughs> some stuff that ended up on this last Funkadelic album that came out. We did a he did a cameo on a song I was producing for uh, the Gift of Gab. Mm. It was on his last solo album. Oh, I remember that. Fine. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was on that. I remember that. And then um, we had, randomly I, I, like Killer Priest showed up. <laughs> Amazing. He, like, oh, like oh, just I, I was like, oh look, this Killer Priest is in my house. Okay, cool. Hold on, hold on, It was you, no big deal. you, Killer Priest, and George Clinton. Like hanging out and a, and a quite and a few other people too, but yeah, that's Damn. those are the highlights. <laughs> what was that like? They were homies. Like, like they knew each other. They knew each other from like a lot. I guess like they had. They Kill had the person. I don't know, I don't know why that. I don't know why that sounds so funny that's to me, but it does. So no, good. I, I'm with you, man. It was it, okay, was, right. it was amusing. It was, was definitely like ironic and, and, and awesome. Wow. Wow! Damn, you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to change your number or move or I mean, does the general public know that you have uh, original reels? To <laughs> We're gonna have to edit this part of the interview out. Yeah, right. Holy <laughs> shit, man! Protect that's crazy. Yeah, we we talked about it, and George even wrote about it in his book. He didn't really mention me that I was doing it, but he talked about how he called it like stem cell research or something like that. Ah, <laughs> that's, that's ill. Cool. That's ill. So, so you know. And that's what we would do. We would take pieces of the old songs, like either. First of all, there's a ton of stuff that incredibly classic material from that time period that just never came out. It was like, so we used some of that stuff and made new songs with it, and then um, right. That's what I was going to ask: is what do the outtakes sound like, or the shit they didn't incredible. use? Like, okay, yeah. so there's a song. There's a song on the Funkadelic album. It's called "Ain't That Funkin' Kind of Hard on You," <laughs> and um, love it. Yes. Then he did, like, I don't know if you peeped the remix that uh, Kendrick Lamar and Ice Cube hopped on a, a remix with George. And, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Actually, this dude, Louis Vega, the house DJ, he did a remix of it also. So 
<laughs> those are all from, they all came from one of those outtakes. I mean, I'm still oh. discovering outtakes, dude. Like, I'm, okay. I'm still, like, going through this shit and finding usable stuff that was great and never used. I mean, he loves it, dude. I'll be, like, playing him this shit, and he's just, like, he knows it sounds like his music. A lot of the times, I mean, I'm pretty good about what I do. Like, I, 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 I get a kick out of trying to make it so that he can't necessarily hear where he got it, where I got it from. Right, That's right, cool. right, yeah. right, right. God, but, um, man, no, it's so super Ill. fun. I mean, and it, so it just, that's where it started. And then I was like, I got the book. I was, I wanted all the Pro Tools sessions. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I went out to Tallahassee where he lived and, and, um, I just was like combing his hard drive for anything old, you know? Damn. Like, that's I just, Ill, like, man, that is I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I, I maybe have like a hundred or more of those songs like, in the Pro Tools. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> ill, man. <laughs> That's it. It's well, like if, Pandora's box or something. Hell yeah. yeah, yeah. God, if if we ever get to hang out and you ever end up like playing any of that shit, <laughs> uh, I'll just stay up for fucking seventy two hours straight listening to that yeah. shit, man. <laughs> Holy cow! Oh, it's amazing. It, it, I mean, so it, it got to the point where everything I was doing for maybe a period of a few years was like somehow related to that material. So I kind of had to almost step away from it just to, like, retain my sense of self a little bit. Yeah, but totally. I, was, I mean, yeah. as far as, like, influences go and, like, right. things that pull you in a certain direction, like, P-Funk is not a bad one, you know? Right. Absolutely. And it right. really opened up my mind as so far. Like, it's funny because I think, like, coming to this production thing from a standpoint of, like, a, a jazz musician or a composer, initially my first, like, hip-hop beats were a little bit, like, dense lot of stuff going on in there <clears throat> i think there's like this simplicity in hip-hop that i didn't hadn't quite grasped yet right but i as that time went on i started to like get a little bit more of that simplicity in there right kind of a little bit more of the space about you know like the groove and just what made it pop mm-hmm. at george and then all of a sudden it's like i'm able to see how you can mix all the elements together and p-funk is this landscape where you can really anything goes yeah and you can layer it so deep that there's a lot going on so that kind of brought me it freed me up to kind of go revisit my earlier approach to it where i was like putting a lot of stuff in there and now and then that just was encompassing my whole sound so i had to step back a little bit and i'm getting back more towards the the space in the music lately i think right gotcha so so what what was your but then, but then you have like the sample game where it's like it doesn't none of that matters it's just is music you know right so so what was your Sorry, what were you gonna no, say? well what, yeah. what was your um what was was Jake one the first um I guess uh, producer that had a name that you kind of linked up with and started doing work with regularly or was it Bay Area folks like you mentioned um who'd you mention Gift of Gab or Black Alicious or uh, one of those guys you mentioned. Um, yeah, so actually, um, Jake was living here in the Bay Area at the time. And back to Prozac Turner, Jake one had produced some stuff. Like, Prozac actually, there was a period where Prozac was working on this solo thing where he kind of, I think he first like landed with Grand Royal, the Beastie Boys label, and then that kind of folded, and um, he 
kind of got this deal with DreamWorks, this label DreamWorks. That's right. Day. I remember that. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of promo 12 inches that came out. I think I got service with those, I think, at the time when I was doing radio. Oh, I remember all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. It did, the album never came out really right. like through the label, but the but you're right, the promos did. Right. And um, Jake did some of the beats for his, for his record. So the... They knew each other. One day, Jake hit up Zach, and I don't know how it came up that like he was looking for piano lessons. So I was I, Zach was like, "Hit up G Coop; he'll give you piano lessons." So I was Jake's piano teacher. That was how I first met him. Wow, wow. shit, he, that's ill. He was he he lived in Bay Area just for a short time. Like he was in um, he had an apartment with Jacqueline and Square with his wife, and I think they kind of basically you know they're from Seattle, and then. I feel like they lived at a few different cities before they decided to move back to Seattle where, and then they ended up having their daughter and stuff up there. Right. But, um, yeah, so I, I was initially, I was just giving Jake piano lessons and he huh. kind of, I, I would go over to his studio and after rock cocaine flow. And I remember him showing me how he made that beat. And I was like, Holy shit. That's oh, fucking wow. crazy. Shit I've oh. ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, yo, I can never recreate that beat because I just, rec- like, while I did it, I recorded it. And there, the only way I could recreate it would be, I mean, it would never be precisely exactly the same. Right. I would only be, like, just the way that he sped it up and slowed it down, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. So, yeah. um, so he was like, yeah, you know, we use re- I-, I use a lot of musicians and we do replays and all this stuff. And I was like, huh, okay. So, like, eventually it came to where he was going to do a lesson at my studio instead of at his house. He walked in there, and he saw my, like, really vast collection of vintage keyboards, and just, like, he could see, like, I was deep in the sound design thing. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm about to put you to work, man. So, like, we just went in, and uh-huh. so basically, he would send me samples, and I would just recreate them and send him the stems back. So, for the first, you know, initially, we just did a ton of replays, and that stuff ended up, like, um, wow, man, that first batch was, like... We did a remix for Tupac. Wow. We did um, Little Man. Scrappy's first album. Yeah, is this when he started uh, I, working I, with Dre and Shaw Money? And was this that time period, like when him and Khalil and all those guys were kind of getting down with Aftermath a little bit? It was before Aftermath, but he was working with Shaw Money at the time. Okay, gotcha. Okay, he did. I, I, I watched the whole Aftermath thing pop off, and that was like a very proud moment for me. You know, right? Like just I haven't known him and being like, whoa. Knowing right. somebody that is like linking up with Dr. Dre, holy shit, you know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, things took off for him in a big way, man. I mean, they were already taking off for him, but it's just, you know, it's a steady rise for him, and it still seems to be doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, so we did a ton of replays, and then, uh, you know, actually, the the thing was that he has such great, such, such a great reputation and so, so many fans in the industry producers that looked liked him wanted to work with me just because of that right and and there was a ton of them and not, and not just like you know not just struggle producers like real fucking industry cats you know like oh man oh, let's see so uh, there's been so many god um i started working with one of the first ones was like moss or oh yeah Emil, do you guys know who emil haney is Mm, I do not know who that is. 
Emil Han- yeah, look him up. He's he's a big deal. Is um, he the one that works with like Kid Cudi and shit? Say it again. Is he has he done a lot of shit with Kid Cudi or am I bugging out? <laughs> he he discovered Kid Cudi. Well, there you go. I oh. love I love his production. That I didn't know his last name. I just knew him as Emil or some shit like that. Emil, yeah, yeah. yeah that I dude did some stuff on that record too. I did a song with them called um, Fifty Ways. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm a big Cudi fan, so that's dope. <laughs> yeah, Kid Cudi. Um, okay, who else? Who else? Um, I, I, I looked up with EA Ski through Jake. Um, oh, okay. Who else? I mean, I still get calls from Jake at, through Jake. Al- Alchemist, um, Denon Porter. Um, nice, man. I haven't worked with Khalil, but um, I know they're really good friends. Um, mm-hmm. I think Khalil kind of has his... Squad, has squad team, right? worked he has out. A, yeah, he has yeah. A band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's the band? He he has a project coming out. I oh, think New Royals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the New Royals. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's dope. So, um, so so Shot was money. I mean, he hired me recently. You know, yeah. it's like That's so many people just through dope, working man. with Jake and stuff. That's dope. Cool. So so was um, well, I guess what was your um, I guess at what point did you? I asked this question a lot. Like, at what point did you figure out like this shit was actually going to work and pop, and you were going to be able to like? Was there a specific moment? Was it like getting some placements with Jake or like? Well, I mean, all the while that I was doing the stuff with the placements and with Jake and the replays, even I was still teaching music, um, and I just kind of slowly tapered it off. Like, I just would like. First, it was five days a week. Then it was three days a week. Then it was just one day a week, you know? So at a certain point, when I would, when I got the, when the doorbell rang and I opened it up and it's like 20 people from Parliament Funkadelic and I'm in this little ass <laughs> apartment, I was like, okay, maybe I need to like get a bigger place. So yeah, I man. actually got a crib and, and like I bought a house in Oakland and, um, damn. It's like a two-story place, and I took the whole upstairs story and gutted it and built a proper studio in there. And then at that point, I was like, you know what? I'm done teaching. Like, I need to focus on making this pop. Right, yeah. Like, And, and you know, it's not, not to say, like, it was a big stretch at that point, because I was definitely like... And this is the other thing. I'm a, I say this all the time. If you are willing to record shitty music and you have a recording studio... You will always have work. Mm. Like, okay. there's always people to record if you want to just record people. So I had the studio. At first, I was just recording everybody. You know, like let me just get the word out. Let me just get as many people in here as I can. Yeah, just get get, just get the slowly, note made. Yeah. Slowly, just started to you know zone in on just the stuff that I wanted to do. No more engineering. Only production work. Only instrumentation type stuff. So it, it wasn't like a moment. It was definitely a gradual thing where I was like making it. I mean, I've been making the transition for like 15 years, basically, you know, but I've, I've always, it's always been music. Like I've never, like I've had a handful of jobs that weren't music in my life, but for the most part, I've, I've, I've been making a living off of music since I was probably like 15 or 16 Gotcha. Okay. Good for you, man. Yeah, going to to get that, going to get that crib in the Bay area is not a small feat at all. So, so you you well, had now, you had now, it, now it is then back it then it was cool it was kind of okay a little bit different back then. okay cool cool because yeah the real estate out there is stupid the oh chain. yeah forget about <laughs> it stupid man wow but it's, it wasn't it this was I mean I kind of did it at the perfect time 
when okay. the market was like right at the bottom. Got in so, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Great investment. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so Jay, how did you and Coop hook up? What's that story like? Okay. Um, I don't want to be long-winded because it's a long. It is a little bit of a long story, but I was a fan first. You know what I'm saying? Before I became friends with him and collaborators and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Drummond. I think Philip. Ah. He's from. Is he from the Bay? Right. Yes or no? I don't, I don't know, know where he's from, but he's out here. He's out there a lot, right? The so, rapper, the MC. Um, I feel like he's. A, I feel like he's from Berkeley or something like that. I don't oh, know okay. For sure, I thought but he was I, from I Delaware. He, when I met him, he lived in Berkeley. I don't know if he's from there. Oh, okay. It might even be a different uh, John. It might be a different. Oh, okay. like, I, don't, I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but he, no, he's not a rapper. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it is okay. different. So this dude, um, I met him through. I guess he was a fan of Brown Bag All Stars. And through a mutual friend, he linked with me and he came to my crib in Brooklyn to do an interview with me. And before that, he showed me the last interview he did, which was G Coop. And Coop's like replaying like the bass lines he did on the fucking Jake One White Van music. And I'm like, that's the guy. This guy's crazy. I'm like, this guy's insane. I was like such a fan right away. And I'm like, does anybody know about him? This is insane. Like, it's just like him with the samples now. Like, cats are right. starting to really catch on now. Right. Like, outside of the industry, they're starting, right. people are knowing now. Yeah. The same thing, like, I don't know, seven years ago or whatever it was. I was wow, like, okay. this guy's going to be fucking huge. This is insane. So I'm like, Philip, link me with him. And he's like, all right, no doubt. And he never did. No offense to him, but he never did. Okay. <laughs> I, I was blown up this dude's I, email. I never knew that that was the connect. I never knew. It, originally it was. And then it turned into some other cool shit. Because Philip would ignore my, my emails about it. Put out the interview, <laughs> pretended like nothing happened. I'm like, all right, oh, that's peace. He's a good dude, so it's no, you know, no, no beef. No, but I was like, will. yo, I'm trying to work with this guy. Yeah. So I'm watching all the fucking G Coop and Oma, O Man. Look, shoot, yo, shouts to O Man, right away. No doubt. By the way, he's fucking right nasty. I was watching all their videos yeah. on YouTube, which you can go watch right now. They got tons of dope singles out, tons of dope videos and creating these songs and fucking just, fifty some odd episodes. It's insane. A ton of shit. It's insane. A lot of content. And everything is dope. So yeah, I was glued to my computer watching videos like every day. I'm like, I need to work with him because I was really trying to get more into the sample free shit right, right. and collaborate and learn more about music from a real musician. You right. know? I'm like, shit, I gotta work with him. And then one night I was falling asleep at my computer after taking a break, making beats, watching one of their videos. I'm like nodding off, and I'm like, that, that fucking sax sounds like my man Sly. And I'm watching the credits at the end, and it says Sly. I can't pronounce his last name. No way. And then it's, I think even maybe Jay Jennings, another close homie of mine. And Yeah, they had a group. I can't remember. What, Fifth Estate, some estate or something. I forgot the name, too. No, actually. I don't know. But I can't remember what the group was at the time, but they, were, and they went to school with Old Man. Oh, that's how. Okay, I didn't actually know that part. And Sly, like me. All right, so Jay Jennings, I think might have been on it, too. Like me and Jay... I have a jazz record coming out, and Jay's on five out of the ten joints on my project. So okay. it's like, these are my homies for, like, mad years. Like, okay. I was learning a lot from them about music. I was sampling. I didn't even know about Coop yet, and I was already doing, like, yo, Sly, why don't you play some shit and me sample you? Not on the same scale. Right. Not on the same scale <laughs> as what Coop was doing. We were just fucking around making some okay, shit. Okay. So these are my brothers. Like, I'm at their crib every day creating. Gotcha. And then I see their name as the credit. I email Sly. I'm like, yo, I got to geek out. I'm a big fan of this dude, G Coop. Like, I'm dying to work with him. I, it would be dope to work with him. That's all I said. This man went and forwarded the email to G Coop, put me on blast, my fandom. The fanboy the the fan email? Yeah, I still got that email archived. <laughs> this man fucking put me on blast. He forwarded it and he goes, oh, Coop, because Sly is just the most laid back. Sly is also, he was also in, uh, he was Prince's sax player for a bunch oh, of years. Oh, were? So, like, wow. he's, he's, he's a world-class fucking musician. Okay, right. World-class dude, too. That's my brother. So, Sly Fifth Ave. Yeah, he's the shit. Man. He's the shit. So, Sly fucking, real relaxed dude, so chill. Didn't think anything of it. Just forwarded, even though I looked like a geek in it. And, and Coop replied, being like, "Yeah, let's 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 chop it up. Here's my number." And I'm like, "Okay." I call him the next day. 
He's like, yeah, let's let's get Dude, something popping. Real is and yo, it takes, fun, man. Fun fact on this one: me and Coop linked up for the first time. We made a beat where I had all these ideas, kind of ideas, I should say, more of a just a general direction. And I had a drum pattern with the uh, with the BPM. Sent it to him. We went over Skype. He played a bunch of different things. We were just coming up with ideas, and um, made that beat back then. I I kept that shit on ice. And now that's going to be on me and Blame One's next record, and Aloe Black is doing the hook, and Blue is going to be the feature on it too. Nice. Oh so, shit! What? Nice. Yeah, nice. Coop, I'll tell you more about that's that on crazy. the phone tomorrow. No, nobody in the world knows oh. about that. That <laughs> wasn't okay. So the first thing we did wasn't the Solcon thing. It was some, it was that it was beat. it was that beat over Skype, and then you did the replay like a little night, like maybe a week or two later. Um, the replay, right? The Solcon and Element joint. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot the name of the song, but he replayed. This, we couldn't clear the sample. It was like six G's between us. Back, especially back then, we definitely oh, didn't yeah. have that for extra yeah. clearance shit. And MTV Two wanted to start playing the video for the song, uh-huh. and mm. we were like, "Fuck, what do we do? What do we do?" And I'm like, "I'm like, let's fucking hail mary this shit. Let's see if Coop could do." It. And he goes, "Yeah, dude, let's go." <laughs> like he was like, "No nice. problem." I mean, it was so easy too. It was just a couple of guitar parts and shit. Yeah, that was I it. Yeah, and I remember you did it for Marco, Marco Polo, when I was at his crib, and he played me the OG and your version of something that you did for him, and he's like. You should get Coop to do that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm already building with him. That'd be awesome. And then he fucking knocked that out, like, I think in a day, not even. Oh, like, shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I he, mean probably in an hour, dude, honestly. I remember the sample. It was it was just like, it was, yeah. I, I, in terms of, like, samples that I'm asked to replay, it was a fairly simple one. Yeah. I remember you. to us it wasn't. <laughs> but this guy <laughs> fucking killed it so ill. Nice. And then me and Element, he kind of gave me the instructions over the phone, like, here's how I did it. Treat it like it's the real sample. Chop it the same way. Put it, you know, do the same shit you did before, and you got yourself a fucking, you know, reinterpolated or whatever the term is joint. So we fucking did that. Yeah. The video was on rotation on MTV too. Fucking, it, like it was on the commercials where it even said Solcon's name and oh, Aki Burmese was on the hook, and it was like a big, big, big deal for our crew at the time. What and, joint was this? Um, fuck, I'm so bad with my. I don't even know my own song. I didn't song even know all that, man. Yeah, yeah, it ended up being on MTV too and all that shit. Fuck, Crazy. Um, wow. we'll figure it out. No I, worries. No, you know, like, so many. I've done so many gigs throughout the years where, like, I'll just like, I'll just do the parts or whatever, and then it's just like I'm kind of out of the equation, and I never hear what happens to it. You know? I, yo, well, like, one time I did this. One time I did this. <laughs> this guy hit me up, and he was like, "Yeah, I need to replay this hi hat sample," and it was just like literally like, chicka, 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 chicka. I was like, "What?" I'm like, that's what you want me to replay? Whatever. <laughs> Give me 50 bucks. It was like literally like I did it in 10 minutes. It was one instrument. I'm like, okay, cool. Then I later find out that the song the song it was for was this E-40 single with Akon. What? Wow. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> well, Coop, it sounds like it's translated to just check showing up in the mailbox here lately, bud. I mean, <laughs> yeah. fucking, you know, waking yeah. up one day and, you know, you're on probably, arguably, one of the biggest records of the year. That's not, that's not too bad, man. Not oh, too shabby. Yeah. So, no, I love, man, I feel truly blessed and I love my life and I <laughs> love all the people that I collaborate with. I love all Hell the yeah. people that listen to the music and I just truly feel grateful to be able to do this for my life, you know? Yeah. That's dope. So, Jay, you guys have some, uh, you, you and Coop are working on some things. We, we have like a lot so, of, yeah, we have like a ton of beats. Like I was saying earlier, we have a ton okay. of beats. You know, like how, how he does, he has probably a million beats with a lot of really dope producers and shit, but like I'm one of them, luckily, thankfully. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and we shopped some shit, like I said, to some of the, Actually, to one of the biggest fucking rappers on the planet. So we may one day get something with that, you know, right. putting it out there in the universe. But in the time being, right now, for sure that we could say, um, we just, me and him just locked in for this in the past like 24 hours. 
uh, the homie DV Elias Christ featuring Redman. Uh, Coop and I are doing a remix for that single, yeah. and that's going to come out on Soul Spasm. Uh, well, DV's label through Soul Spasm coming out late October, just in time for Halloween. And um, and also Coop and uh, G Coop and O Man have a ton of fucking singles out through Soul Spasm too. I just want to fucking yeah, salute I mean, that just, real just, quick. Just to too. get it full circle, you know, like I, we had. Um, done 50 something episodes of g coop and oh man and we were like man like how can we really take this to the next level and we were like man maybe we should just partner through with a distributor or some record label or something that wants to help us with the promotion and all that stuff and i knew that jay was like tied in with soul spasm so i reached out to him and he was just like dude are you kidding i've seen every one of your episodes i would love to help you with this so like he's been a real instrumental help in like getting getting our music out there and um so he, he, you know, he kind of essentially is our A and R. Like he kind of helps us. I mean, shit, he does the prom- some of the promotion too. I mean, yeah, he, I was, he's I was helping us get the music out there. Yeah, like on the low, like I wasn't telling cats that because uh, I mean, it could be on the show. Obviously, it's fine now. But back then, I wasn't telling cats because I didn't want people hitting me up being like, "Yo, can you get my music?" They were already they, they, Yeah, they saw like like you know, Coop hitting me up is awesome because that's my G. But yeah. cats I didn't know were hitting me up like, "Yo, I saw you're on Soul Spasm. Can you get my shit?" Which I respect, but I got to do what I got to do. Yeah, right. So I didn't yeah. want it out there. That no, I was you doing were, that. He, he was like, "Look, I'm not doing this anymore, but I'm going to do this with you because I respect yeah. this project." Yeah, right. 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 everything yeah. they sent me was fire. They're yeah. both they're both the fucking literally two of the best fucking people that I've ever worked with yeah. outside of the music, like on some business shit. Right. I'm like, "Yo, I need this, this, and this by this date." I got that shit like days early, everything you need. Like they're just professional. So it's nice. And the music's incredible. Hard to come by. That's why I wanted to plug that shit again. Cause I'm like, yo, they're the ones I'll fucking, I'll go do that work for them, man. They're dope. And Coop, are you, um, are you, um, still working on the, the new parliament record or is that done and, and and get ready? Yeah. No, we did. Um, George is working on a real steady. I've done about like five or six songs on it. Mm-hmm. I really want to just pull up on him and just be like, we're about to really go in. Like, when we did the Funkadelic album, he he flew me out to Tallahassee where his studio is, like, about three different times for a couple weeks at a time. I would live with him in his house, and we just get up and make music every day. That's all we did. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Parliament thing, he's kind of... I mean, the, the Funkadelic thing took off, and he kind of is, like, out the world off the record we made, which is an amazing thing to go... Like, they were here last week. They did a sh- two shows here with Flying Lotus and Thundercat okay. and Shabazz Palaces wow. at the oh, Fox Theater in Oakland. And it's like, wow, I get man. to go to their show and see Funkadelic playing songs that I wrote with them live, which is an amazing experience. <laughs> Dude, <Wow>. that's so <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's but, um, How do you even process yeah, that the, when, you lay, when you lay down at the end of the night after a night like that, man? Holy shit. Man. Sleep, sleeping <laughs> real good or sleeping horribly? Oh that's my bad. gosh! <laughs> no, it's a blessing, you know. I think. Um, nah, that's some just, good sleep. Uh, man, Damn. I've been in this for so long now. It's sometimes I have to check myself with the reality of shit. But it's like, I mean, it was crazy because okay, two nights they did two nights at the Fox Theater. That was Thursday and Friday, and um, so I got to see a bunch of my music there. The next. They did Friday at the Fox Theater. Monday at the Fox Theater was Atmosphere, and I do all their music. Oh, we right. gotta we so, gotta talk about that. Yeah, yeah I was gonna, <laughs> like I was gonna back ask to about back, that. I got to see like Parliament Funkadelic playing my music. Then Atmosphere wow. came through and played my music. Woo-hoo. So it's like, yeah, it's not it's not a rare occasion that I get to have those type of experiences. That's so. so sick. So tell that story, Coop. How'd you how'd you link with the Atmosphere guys? I'm assuming through Jake. Well, 
through Jake, I did the Brother Ali album, uh, Morning in America, Dreaming in Color. He produced the yeah. whole album, and yeah. I did a lot of the instrumentation on it. Yeah. And they came to they came to the Bay Area to promote the record. Like, Brother Ali did a show in San Francisco at the Fillmore, and I went to the show, <laughs> and Ant and Slug were there. They were just, like, randomly there. So, like, Ant was like, oh, you're the guy. You know, he's just, he, you know, yeah. he's so. one of the fucking, those guys are the main people behind Rhyme Stairs. So, oh, yeah. Rhyme Stairs put that record out. They did, they put out Freeway and Jake One Stimulus Package. They put out White Van Music. So, certainly, like, these guys are all familiar with my work. So, Ant was like, oh, you're the guy. And he had heard the records before I did the replay stuff and after. So, he knew really what I was doing. So, wow. he just, like, randomly, he actually was living in Berkeley at the time. And he was like, okay, well, he was feeling me out at first. Like, I want to do something with you. I'm not really sure, like, how it would work or what. I was like, dude, just come by and let's just try it out. If you like it, go back to the label and then let's just do the whole record. So and that's exactly how it happened. He came through and, like, I found, like, we had really similar tastes in, like, psychedelic rock. And some of the first stuff that we did was, like, replaying or just reinterpolating some cool ass psychedelic rock samples before that he had been using a band and various engineers then he came over here and i was basically doing the work of all these different people mm, right by myself right so he was just he was hooked he was into it and i mean he's an incredible person a great friend and like a great confidant like I, we have really similar tastes in music and We've we've done like a couple hundred songs over the last couple of years, and holy shit! I did the um, I did the last I did two albums and an EP with Atmosphere. We did Brother Ali's upcoming record that hasn't been released yet, but is finished. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're supposed to link back up in December and lock back in for you know a couple of weeks or whatever. Really, one of my pro- most prolific collaborations. We can get together and do four or five beats in a day. We'll just go in, super laid back. We just, I mean, he, he puts in the groundwork tough at home. Like, he'll, he'll, he's back in Minneapolis now, and he'll just make hella beats. But I've opened up a thing for him where it's like, now he knows that he can just really be super vague with the idea of what he's trying to do. He can bring it to me, and I'll, and I'll bring it to life. I'll show him, like, I'll basically kind of show him the possibilities for what it could be and he knows that and he trusts me to like bring that to it so you know we're able to like really stretch out and try things i mean i love it it's it's really been an incredible experience like just having that amount of um <clears throat> just that that volume Freedom. of music coming out you know yeah that's dope that's man. awesome and it, it, that's it really instilled me with a different sense of a work ethic because now like i try to like have my sessions be like me and ant sessions like let me go in and do four ideas like i really try to hold myself to the standard that like our our stuff just me and him it just flows so smoothly that i don't know i just i had to i try to get over myself a little bit in my own time and just try to put in that same type of work you know right right that's right right that's right. awesome man. that's it i know that episode that i watched one of the episodes i watched over the weekend was uh the brother ali and oh, yeah. one i think that's the one i sent you that mm, shit was fire, fire. yeah Shit's Thank flames, you. Appreciate right? it. Yeah, that was flames. a pleasure to work on, man. I was just like really blessed to have those guys come and and be so great, so uh, 
offering with their time and, and creativity, you know. For yeah, I don't know any of those guys, but ev- everything that I've ever heard about each and every one of the guys from Rhyme Sayers, it, it just it seems like they're just the ultimate kind of stand-up dudes. Like, I really don't hear anything, yeah. you know, ill about no, any, any, they are. any of right. those guys. They, they seem like they're exactly like they are in their music. Right. Which, no, right. they're, they're straight up. They're yeah. straight up dudes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's dope. That's awesome, man. What else you got, Meeks? Anything um, else? Man, I'm kind of just... I, I'm amazed. I'm, I'm amazed. Just, yeah, right? man. I'm, I learned a lot, man. I learned I a lot tonight. I, I mean, we we got we got what we got research wise, and it was it was thorough. But just the backstories on some of the yeah, stuff the just kind of stuck right here, man. What about I think you, Jay? I'm good, man. What about you, Jay? <laughs> got, you, got, got anything else you've always wanted to ask Coop that you've never had the opportunity to? This kind of come up tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've asked him everything. <laughs> I literally have asked him everything. Well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm kind of glad. This is kind of cool. Like, like you never know how these things are going to turn out. One in the in the first place, right? Right. But uh, it's always cool to see you and Coop filling in holes in your respective stories. Like, right. No, that's it, the truth. Like, right. I just learned some shit about our relationship that I didn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You know, that's ill. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's ill. Well, uh, well, well, Coop, what else can you tell us, man? Is there any, anything else you can talk about, about uh, what's, what's around the corner in 2016 or what to watch out for? Or we're going to see yeah. G, G. Coop and O-Man on Vice or something? I don't know. Probably, <laughs> that would probably. be tight. Um, no, the next thing <laughs> probably uh, you're going to see from G. Coop and O-Man is with... Um, Sorry. Um, <laughs> next thing with G. Coop and O-Man is going to be uh, a, a record that we did with uh, this cat. Uh, CJ, he's kind of tied in with the HBK gang out here in the Bay Area, and um, it's a collaboration we did with him and this girl Clay. And basically, what we did was we did this track, and then we kind of just started to deconstruct it, and we ended up making like three different songs based off of the same kind of source material. That was just a jam. I mean, we were we wasn't a jam, but it was just kind of like us playing some instruments and kind of creating in the studio. And that's kind of become a, a pattern with what we do now. Like we um, heavily deconstruct what we make and try to turn it into something else. Okay. Um, so we did. We did this song. It's called uh, Ascent, and then we ended up stripping it down. And I took it to one of our partners' spot, uh, Anthony Caruso, who's another key player in the Chikup and Old Man scene. Um, <laughs> we took it to his studio got his interpretation of it. So like the original song was like 80 beats per minute. So we slowed it down to like 40 beats per minute or something crazy. And then that took on this whole otherworldly quality. So we brought the, the rapper that was on it with a CJ back in. He cut a different song over it with this girl, Kianci TNA, and then uh, this other rapper named ST Spittin. Then O-Man was like, he had an idea for like an up-tempo 120 beats per minute <laughs> remix version of it. So like we went in and cut that and just started again, like really reinterpreting this shit and trying to give it a different context. So it's kind of a unique project that we're about to put out because we're taking a specific set of material and putting it through all these different paces and stylistically different areas. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. That's so crazy. We're going to be putting out a bunch more stuff with G Coopin, oh man. Um, what else have I got going on, man? I mean, I've been collaborating with a ton of people. You know, obviously me and Jay are still working on stuff. I'm working on mm-hmm. more stuff with Jake One. I'm working on stuff uh, with the homie Metro Boomin' and Southside from 808 Mafia. Yeah, what's the link um, there? That's ATL right there. What's the link there? 
Is that through Future, or what's the deal there? Um, the link with Southside was through Jake. Okay. I don't know how they met, but Jake was like, this kid is dope, and sure enough, he's super dope. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he did the Percocet Stripper. He did uh, yeah. I Got the Keys. Yeah. And then Metro, I actually met through Frank Dukes. Um, oh, okay. I ended up doing a replay for Pusha T on his album. Oh, I remember that. And, yeah, I remember uh, that. Which album? Uh, the the last joint the that last came one. out. Now it's funny because they didn't end up using my version, but oh, okay. I did meet all these people through it, and it wasn't no. Huh, that's I, awesome. I don't know what happened. It was the type of thing where like we're all good to go, and then you hear the record after it drops, and it's like, wait a minute, that's the original right, version. Right. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Does does Metro does Metro boom and trust you? <laughs> Perfect question. He definitely does, man. <laughs> he definitely does. <laughs> good. You get to live. You get and, to live. And I'm lucky. So good. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. I'm lucky. Yeah, you get to live because if, if Metro Boomin don't trust you, man, nope. future shoot the shit out you, man. That's yeah. what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> On a beautiful morning. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh man, that's yeah, great. Metro. I met through the um, push the tea thing, but I was like, "Yo, I do samples, man. Check some of this shit out." And I sent this shit to him, and he loved it. So, we did um, we did Twenty One Savage. We did another one with uh, Future and DJ Esco. Yeah, did I see a did I see Amigos joint or was it was this the we uh, just did Amigos joint? Yeah, we yeah. did Amigos' newest Woo! track. That's awesome. It's called Bad and Bougie. There you go. Good for you, man. Get those plaques. Yeah, get them. And the guap. <laughs> Fuck the plaques. Get that guap. Exactly. Get the guap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get the guap. Make your own plaques guap. with the guap. Right, true. Yeah. Very true. Good. You yeah, yeah. literally. But, you know, really, really, like, lately, I've just been, honestly, like, it's kind of cliche, but I've been using, like, this, um, like, some of this new success and everything I've had to, like, kind of reinvent some of the sound I'm working on and. I've been playing around with some different different instruments, different pieces of gear and stuff. And with anything, I'm just I, I really get excited about the sound and just trying different things with the sound. So I mean that that's as I get more success and more checks, I kind of put it back into the music. You know, absolutely. I think that's what man. most producers need to do. I mean, that's, no, 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 no. That's a crucial thing I think yeah. in carving out your own sound is to like yeah. invest in yourself, invest get, in the sound. Gotta, yeah, yeah, exactly. Amen. What have yeah. been some of your most recent purchases? So um, I'm really into these things made by a company called Teenage Engineering in Europe. They're called the Pocket Operator Series. They're super fun. They look like these little calculators, but they fucking knock. They make six different ones. There's a drum machine, a bass synthesizer, uh, like a keys one. There's one that sounds like 8-bit arcade music, like video game music. Hmm. There's one that sounds like really like weird, like office noise sound effects. So... We actually, G. Coop and O-Man, like myself, uh, Graham, and Anthony, we've kind of started this new project called Creepy Puppets. <laughs> and we it's all like electronic music. I can't wait for that one. Nice. <laughs> yeah, wait. Coop, aren't, the, aren't those, uh, the, those, those instruments from Teenage Engineering, engineering about, like, about the size of a cell phone or something, aren't they? Wow. They're, they're small, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're That's tiny. cool. I got to look that up. Yeah, I've seen them. I haven't. But they're uh, super fun, and they fucking make really cool sounds. Like, they're like, no, and... It's funny because people are doing all this like electronic music with them, like almost like you know cheesy like house. It's not even house. It's just like cheesy like hundred twenty 
beats per minute type music and it's like yo you can make ill trap shit and ill hip hop shit with these things but, but nobody's really come out with that like utilizing that sound yet and right. I, I'm trying to change that yeah corner you know, that market yeah absolutely absolutely but other than that like um I, I, I was lucky to um get a lightweight sponsorship from Roland earlier this year awesome. all right so they they sent me all of those like boutique synthesizers. Oh, sweet! How do you think you know, they sound? Pretty, like the like the Juno and like all I mean, that. Sound pretty good. I, the, you know, like I think they're they're very comparable to the originals that they're modeled after, and okay. that they're just fun toys. Like they're fun tools. You know what I mean? They got they, a uh, definitely. They, they got a three hundred three joint. I saw uh, they announced uh, a couple weeks ago, and a nine hundred nine. And they're doing all these. They released like thirty products at once or something like two weeks ago. Did you see that, Coop? That was crazy, huh? Yeah, they redid the three hundred three and the nine hundred nine, and yeah. um, the vocal, the classic vocoder. Also, yeah, that's oh, right. Wow. Mm. Yeah, they they that's released awesome. all kinds of crazy, and then they had this crazy controller for Serato that like integrates an AOA. That shit looks crazy. Yeah, there's all there's all kinds. It's like of a, it's like a it's yeah. like a, a two two turntable mixer with a drum machine and a vocoder on it. Yeah. Ooh, that's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. That's cool for a live show. Yeah, that's that's not a bad uh, that's not a bad sponsorship to have there. Uh, no, no, it was really bl- another blessing, man. Um, good, good shit. shit. Yeah. But so that and then like I'm trying to think if I had any other cool shit that I've been into lately. Um, the, the other the other stuff that I've messed around it's funny because I've just I've always been such a um, old school head when it comes to keyboards and synths and stuff. But when the Roland thing popped off, I started to see the potential. I mean, it's not that I didn't see the potential of the newer stuff at that time, but I just finally put my hands on some new things, and I was it just kind of opened up a new sound for me. And um, so I got into the the Roland stuff, the teenage engineering stuff, and then also like Korg makes these things called the Volca series like the Volca um I think they have six of them also it's like yeah. they have the they have a bass one a keys one a beats one um an FM synthesizer and they're about to put out like a a kick drum thing like a kick drum synth module so that stuff is really cool to me also yeah dope man um all right yeah I want to come. I want to. We're going to take a trip, Jay. We got to go. go to the West Coast. <laughs> we have to. I just want to look at all the oh, toys. Got to get Jay. You got to get y'all out here. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's already been in the works. <laughs> That's already right, happening. Right, right. That's happening. Like ne- literally next year. 100%. Ding dong. Yeah. Well, we're here. No, <laughs> we're, we're outside. No, uh, well, Coop, that's great, man. Uh, we really appreciate your time, man. This is uh, hell yeah, super informative, man. Super no- makes you yeah, think. Right on, great information. Really great you think we lost? You guys and, uh, think we lost people? Me, nah, we didn't lose nobody, okay. man. They're gonna be they're gonna be <laughs> just as blown shit. as way blown away as we were, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if if, if it, it's stuff like this that um, if you consider yourself a real music lover, right, you want to know about people like this. Yeah, absolutely. you know what I mean because. Yeah, I just I just want to go watch all fifty episodes of G Cool Old Man right now. Yeah, I'm I'm ready right now. Untapped gold mine. Yeah, I'm ready right now. Education I'm open, yeah. man. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about, man. Um, you know, you can get kind of get burnt out on a lot of stuff, but you know, this is uh, this is kind of fresh for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 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 Hell All yeah. Right. Enjoy. Jay, thank you, dude. Thank Yo, you. Thank you, thank guys. Thank you for yeah. hooking thank us up. I really y'all, appreciate man. it. All day. My thank man. you for coming yeah, by, you, too. Jay, dude, this, this was the easiest shit ever. You know, you guys are my homies. Coop's my homie. It was just like, yo, let's everybody do a fun interview. Yeah. And 
oh shit, I'm, I wasn't going to be in town originally. So like, I'm in town. Let's, I'm coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fucking yeah, worked out dope. beautifully. That's man. super dope. Hell yeah. yeah. Good deal. Cool. We appreciate it. All right. Uh, so Coop, real quick, tell All everybody. God bless you guys. Thanks yeah. again. Coop, hold on. Tell everybody where to go get your shit. Uh, Twitter, IG, yeah, uh, where to go see the... Twitter, go to Twitter, GCoop, G-K-O-O-P, and then Instagram, GCoop Fuzz, F-U-Z-Z, and then uh, go to GCoop and O-Man.com, G-K-O-O-P-A-N-D-O-M-A-N.com to see all of the GCoop and O-Man episodes. Um, you can go go listen to Parliament Smokadelic. Shake the, first, you got to shake the gate. First Smokadelic album in 33 years. There's 10, 10 songs on there, including collaboration with the world famous Sly Stone. Oh, um, wow! All right. Go check out Atmosphere, Fishing Blues, brand new album on there you right. Go. Yeah, Brother Ali's new album is coming out soon. Check that shit out. Um, now he's stuck. Now he's stuck. Remix project. We should not be fishing. able to talk to people like this dude <laughs> right here, man. Do you know how crazy this shit is right here? I know. <laughs> I love it every week. Every week, another chamber, man. This dude it. is an elitist. I'm. I'm taking my headphones <laughs> off. I'm done. <laughs> Coop, thank you, man. We really appreciate it, dude. Good luck. Good luck thank to you in the rest of 2016, man. All right, thank you, God. God bless. Thank right, you. Beautiful. Peace. Mr. Meeks? Hey, man. What do we do? I, I told you September is going to be a motherfucker, man. I told you. Man, you, Strong. you said it. You said it. Uh, I am bearing witness right <laughs> You're now. You're bearing witness. <laughs> I am. I am. I've, I've who you seen guys, it. Who you guys got coming up? Who's, who's oh, rocking with y'all on, on the next uh, episode? We get, we, uh, We'll, we'll just, you know what, Coop? Coop we thought you we were gone. Coop, you don't put us on the spot. Coop, we don't, we don't like to, <laughs> Look, here's the, here, honestly, here's the deal. We don't like to talk futures because so many people stand us up. Oh, yeah. Or shit doesn't uh, happen yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we're I, having a lot of fun with this, but we still, for the most part, the ugly girl at the dance. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we've been stood up on numerous occasions. We don't want to put it out there, man. We're going to be checking for you. You, we asked that you check for us. There's some good shit coming. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And I figured we were cutting the, I, I figured the record button was up. I was just asking y'all. No, 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 you're good. Hold tight. Hold tight. Yeah, you're good. You're good. All right. <laughs> all right, Meeks. Uh, let's, let's close this bitch up, man. Between all the drop calls and just, uh, I, it's just time. All over the place. It's time. It is. <laughs> Knocking on almost easily over 90 minutes. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be so, great. Yeah. Yeah, Jay, again, great. thank you, man. Really yeah. appreciate yeah. it. This is great. Man. Appreciate it. This is yep. great. All right. Southern Vanguard right, Radio, yeah. iTunes, Mixcloud, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, uh, atlhiphop.com uh, does a rebroadcast or a, a re-RSS feed if you will yep return to boom yep. bat radio WRBB I am classic raw radio.net straight out of a- ATL and soul public radio out on the west coast there you go share it like it follow it subscribe it twice a week Tuesday mix show Thursday interview session yeah so the Vanguard radio we're out peace peace <laughs>